Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. This week, I am so excited to focus on the topic of manifestation with all of you. And I'm so excited that you're here. So this is a topic that I am like so passionate about. I spend a lot of time in groups talking about manifestation. I'm a manifestation coach. I love learning about manifestation. I'm basically obsessed with this topic. My own manifestation journey has really changed from the beginning of like, I want to manifest cool shit and like I want this big house and I want a Mercedes and all this stuff. And now my manifestation practice is like, oh, I want to have big belly laughs or I want to feel like that feeling when I go to a festival and I'm I'm like maybe a little high and I look around and the, the atmosphere is so beautiful and I'm surrounded by amazing people and I feel this like awe feeling of just connection and wow and inspired and also gratitude. You know that feeling? It's almost like when you see a sunset or a sunrise and you're just like overwhelmed with beauty and connection. <sighs> fucking love it. It is my favorite thing. And there's many different ways to manifest. I believe we all manifest differently. And I love helping people figure out what is their way to manifest. I also love blending tarot and human design and astrology with manifestation. I just, I could go on and on and on and on. So today's topic specifically is sharing stories from listeners about the coincidences and like magic involved with manifestation. Because I feel like every single fantastic manifestation story has this like wild coincidence. Like you were looking for a specific brand of thing and then that's the thing that you got. You had a very specific number in mind of money to manifest. It came through in a different way. You were able to do the thing that you wanted to do. Those types of coincidences are what keep me going in my own practice. And it it makes me believe that universally all of us humans are taking care of each other and we're all here to help each other and be there for each other, just like mycelia mushrooms. Okay, that was a big leap, but I felt it. <laughs> Can you tell I just watched the mushroom documentary? So yeah, so this episode is from, we have a few recorded pieces. I interview one listener and then also some listeners filled out a survey and shared their manifestation, magical, coincidental story. It's really, truly incredible. I'm so excited about this episode. It's been months in the making and here we are. I just want to start off this episode by announcing that I will be doing a 2020 manifestation list writing session, otherwise known as a goal setting session for 2022 on January 3rd at 12.30 p.m. PST. I would love to see you there. It's going to be so fun. Once you're done partying for the new year, like you've nursed the hangover or whatever you're dealing with, the calm down, whatever it is, come find me on January 3rd. It's going to be a bad ass group of people that are very growth oriented that you are going to be manifesting with. I love it because then I know that I'm actually setting aside time to set my goals for the year. And then of course, I'll give you some tools on how to unblock and figure out what your personal manifestation style is so that you can have everything that you want in 2022. I'm nervous and scared for 2022. I have some big shifts happening astrologically. So I am so curious to see how it's all going to land. Very like I'm here for the ride for sure. If you want to get with it on your list, come join me. Have some fun while you're doing it. Tickets for the workshop are available at sarahcohan.com forward slash workshops. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com 
forward slash workshops. And this is such a juicy episode that that is it for my intro today. And now I just want to jump straight into the episode. Let's go. Okay, so this topic is so near and dear to my heart. Coincidences and manifestation, the magic of manifestation. Thank you to everyone who submitted their stories. I'm so excited to dive in. So our first story today actually comes from Erin Panzarella, and she is the host of Everyday Perspectives podcast. And she shares with us an amazing story about literally manifesting career money to make a huge shift in her career, but then also just things like manifesting things, which I think is so fun. So she shares, I wrote down in my manifestation list that I wanted a Nintendo Switch. During the pandemic, they were extremely hard to get and sold out everywhere. I was at my fiance's family house a few weeks later, and I mentioned that I wanted a Nintendo Switch to his brother. And he told me he has a barely used one. He never plays and would give it to me for free. Ha ha. He also included a ton of other parts like an extra controller and games. I think that's amazing. I love this. I just love when you want something, someone that you know has one and bam, you've got it. And maybe it's just slightly used. I, that's my favorite. All right. And then her second story is I was writing in my manifestation list that I wanted to manifest making over 15 K in one month in order for me to trust that I could quit my job and follow my business. Two days later, two days, I was given a 10K bonus that brought me to over 15K in revenue for the first time ever. I've never even made more than 6K in one month. So that was completely out of the blue. I took it as a sign that I am supported and I'm quitting my job to follow my passion for the first time ever. I love, this just warms my heart. I'm so excited for you, Erin. I love that you asked for help with trust. And then you were given exactly what you asked for. And I also love that the amount just makes, it just works. It makes sense. It's incredible. And the fact that it happened in two days is incredible. I never try to put timelines on my manifestation, but hell yeah, girl. Can't wait to see what this new career brings you. I'm very excited. Okay. And then our next guest. So this is a recorded story by Ariel Rose. I She's a dear friend of mine. I think of her as just a master manifester. She's done this for a while. And so I wanted to make sure to include this story about her manifesting a pair of Bose headphones, because this is the story that made her like believe in manifestation. Like this was the one that like made her believe in this whole process. And I just absolutely love that. So here we go. Here's from Ariel Rose. Hi, LidAF community. This is Ariel. I've had a lot of quote unquote um, manifestation coincidences through my life. I got a half lab, half husky that I found on the side of the road. I was obsessed with uh, the Bill Hader character in Trainwreck and then manifested my partner who was almost just like him, even in this uh, similar field of work. But my favorite coincidence story really magic is early in my when I was like consciously manifesting and really doing a lot of inner work I was doing a lot of TBM work to be magnetic work and I needed headphones to listen 
and mine were falling apart so bad that they were kind of like flaking like the earpiece was like flaking off on my ear and getting on my skin and it was they were just totally falling apart and I didn't have a lot of money and um, I got it in my head through seeing other influencers or whatever I really wanted Bose noise canceling headphones and I didn't want to pay for them because I couldn't afford them. I was going through a really deep shadow, like the depths of my soul is what it felt like at the time of like stuff coming up. And I remember going on a walk uh, and just being like, I don't know where these headphones are, but I 100% deserve them because of all of this crap that I'm going through. Not that, you know, you need to go through a bunch of stuff to deserve the headphones, but that's where I was at at the time. So I remember I just kept thinking like, I don't even know anybody who owns these. Like this isn't going to happen. I'm going to get something like that, but not those. Maybe a week went by I was getting pretty desperate because my headphones were just disintegrating in my hands. So I went on Amazon and I started looking at like cheap headphones, like something under $30. And a little voice just kind of popped into my head and I could feel it in my body. And it was like, what do you really want? And I stopped and I just sat there and I was like, I want the headphones. And I closed the laptop. And I was like, I don't know. I'm just gonna wait and see. I got one intuitive hit to call my uncle and see if he had any. He traveled a lot and I was like, oh, maybe he'll have an extra pair. Called him. Nope, sorry. He didn't have any. Okay, so I'm just going through the workshops. I'm doing my meditations. I'm journaling. I'm working through it. And at this point, I've kind of just given up. I'll buy some in a few days if nothing shows up. And my uncle calls me back and he's like, did you ever get headphones? I was like, no. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to come over tonight. I've got a pair for you. I'm like, great. And at this point, I've even talked to like my mother about it. I really want Bose noise-canceling headphones, but I don't know where they'll come from. And so my uncle shows up that night. He brings in the I could tell that they were nice from far away because they came in like a nice little um, package like that, like to hold them. And I looked at them and the uh, logo said Bose. And I was like, oh my God. And then I opened them and there they were. Bose noise canceling headphones for free. And kind of like, I don't know, I think it's like a little wink or something. It was it was interesting that he was like, I just replaced, he's like, I've had these for a little while and I used to use them all the time. So I replaced, I actually just recently replaced the ear pad because it was starting to disintegrate. And I was like, oh my God, mine, my old ones were just, were disintegrating. And so they were like brand new and I've used them ever since I've had them for three or four years now. Yeah. So happy quote unquote coincidence manifesting to you. Oh, thank you so much, Ariel, for sharing that story. I just love that one. I I love that she stuck to it. And even though that she was frustrated, the manifestation did come through. And I just love that it came through in this way. Like it came from her uncle and it was after putting it on her list, just waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it. And she didn't have to buy them. I love that. These are my favorite type of stories. Oh, thank you so much, Ariel.
Okay, this next story is from listener Ray, and she shares just a few smaller manifestation stories, which I love because my list of manifestations always includes the biggest things like career and money and paying off my $20,000 in debt. And sometimes what we just need to put on the list is a smaller thing, not because we need it. Like, yeah, we need it. But then also just to like see how this process works in like shorter term, smaller item type thing. So here we go. She manifested three things recently. I thought about starting to grind coffee beans instead of buying ground coffee. Two days later, someone had put a coffee grinder in the lobby of my building to give away for free. Bam. Again, two days later. I'm noticing a theme here. The second thing she manifested is, I thought about needing an extension for my small desk. And a few days later, someone had left a small table with wheels in the lobby of my building for free. This sounds like you live in an amazing building, Ray. Lots of things given away for free. I fucking love that. Also just being open, like I see free things on the street all the time in San Francisco and like being open to actually accept, accept those free things is so important. And it like, I just love that you're manifesting these things and it's coming through in this way. The third thing is I had browsed a Kate Spade store with a friend thinking how I'd love a Kate Spade bag, but it was too expensive for me at the time. A few months later, my friend was about to donate a Kate Spade bag that she didn't use anymore but she asked me if I wanted it right before she donated it. Amazing. It's like subconsciously we're all connected and she knew you needed it. I mean, I just love this. So thank you for sharing those mini manifestation stories. I love them. And those are the ones that actually keep me going. Okay. This next one is from Britt Olson, the host of Loving Your Own Soul podcast. And in this story, she talks about manifesting her partner. And I love the details. The details on the list can be like the thing, the thing that you need to pay attention to. Sometimes it's perfectionist. Like sometimes we get too stuck on the details and it's perfectionism and we kind of need to let that go. But I love these types of stories. Okay. So here we go. Eight years ago when living in New York City, a friend of mine thought it would be fun while a little wine drunk sitting on my rooftop one summer night, love those nights, if we wrote out the qualities we wanted in a guy. We started with the basics, moving to crazy specific things. I wrote out four pages and I thought it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever done. I had things like their dad is an airline pilot. He's a good tipper, enjoys water sports, but is still motivated and successful lived and traveled abroad, et cetera, et cetera. Four pages worth. <laughs> then I put the list away in a box and two years later, I'm noticing again the number two, even though it's not two days, it's two years, a month into dating my now husband and thinking, this guy feels too good to be true. I suddenly realized, wait, this guy is my list. I found the list after much digging and sure enough, I accidentally manifested my husband. And to this day, I still pinch my myself. I feel this has worked so well and magically because for me, the outcome was totally released and that's the key to manifestation. Oh my God. I hear that all the time. I love that so much. Like think about the thing, just like feel the thing, say it as if you have it and then just let it go and just don't think about it anymore because now it's been communicated to universal consciousness that that is what you need. And it's going to come to you on its own time, which like I'm an impatient person. So patience is the key. Yeah. It's like whatever can get you through the release is going to be the thing that's going to help you get your manifestation. Not necessarily like 
like trying to push to get to the manifestation is the thing to do. It's like, no, no, how do I release it and then be chill? Like, what can I do to give myself the chill part? Or maybe I'm not chill, but like, how can I still be anxious through that all? Ugh, it's hard. You know what? Sometimes it's really hard. And just hearing that out so loud, I'm like, maybe that's our living life. And it obviously is, but this is the work, right? <laughs> all right. This next story is from Megan Sprague. She shares, I, I interviewed her about her manifestation because I just think this story is so incredibly powerful. So she shares how she really recently manifested her partner. And it's such an incredible story. So here we go. Oh my gosh, Megan Sprague. I'm so excited to have you today on the show to talk about your magical coincidental manifestation stories. Plural. Yeah, I have I have a many, but I feel like everybody has many. Everyone has many, which is Everyone's why we are doing this work. Yeah, I feel like we're like here to document and like share and study it. It's like a case study mm-hmm. over over many iterations to see how it works, right? We're just little baby scientists here. <laughs> <laughs> Qualitative research. <laughs> Qualitative research. Some of it is a little quantitative. <laughs> uh, so good. Okay. So Megan is a animal card reader, an herbalist, and a psychology student, and a dear friend of mine, and a master manifester. She spent a lot of time manifesting a lot of stuff. And it's been really cool to hear about her process. And I'm so excited for her to share her process today. And today we're just going to start off. We're just kicking it off with your recent manifestation of partnership. Yeah. Where do I begin? So I've, I've been, I'm a Libra. That's my son is in Libra. I'm a highly relational person. And I think ever since I knew what a partner or boyfriend was, I have been obsessed with finding one (laughs) and connecting with one. And yeah, I finally, I mean, finally, I manifested a partner. So this doesn't mean finally, we we know nothing's ever final. So, um, (laughs) but up until, um, I've been in my current relationship for seven, almost seven months. And the time before that was like test after test, after test, after test. And, um, in the, in the Lacey Phillips terminology, that was kind of what I was using was the TB magnetic framework. Yeah, there was a lot of coincidences that showed up along the way. So I'll just kind of start with what was happening before I manifested or before Jens, my partner, fell into my lap. That's kind of how I experienced it. So before, like all last winter, I was building out my van. I'm a rock climber. I was building out my van and I was spending time with sleeping with someone who was unavailable. The person that was building out my van um, was in an open relationship and it was, it was bad. It was dark. I was barking <laughs> up the wrong tree. I was like totally accepting the minimum. It was so hard, but also it was meeting a lot of my needs. And I was working with our mutual friend, Rachel Besser on shadow work coaching during this time. It was, yeah, shout out. I mean, like she was a major game changer for me, helping me to identify my needs and identify which ones this person was meeting so that I could try to meet them elsewhere. So I'm date I'm like not dating him but I'm sleeping with him I'm putting a lot of (laughs) and effort into him and I'm getting these physical needs met but not any emotional needs and there was his girlfriend um at the time she was a through hiker so she was going to be hiking um a large section of the Pacific Crest Trail and I was like 
fuck this. Like, who does this bitch think she is? Like, I don't even know her. Oh my God. And I have, you know, mind you, I've had history with a lot of through hikers in my life. And I, I actually dated one for four and a half years. That was a really, um, not a healthy relationship. So I had this idea that through hikers are like, I also dated one for about six weeks, like two, two years ago at this point. And he, and I had the same birthday. Like there was all these weird coincidences where it was totally, I thought that we were like soulmates. We were not, but I had this idea that through hikers are bad news, that they're hiking trails to like run away from things. So I end up dating this guy who's dating a through hiker (laughs) or sleeping with this guy whose girlfriend is a through hiker. And I'm like triggered out of my mind around St. Patrick's day. I got my second COVID vaccine. Woo woo. And I was really sick. It was a really intense reaction. And the same day as my fever is like rising, 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 I'm feeling horrible. This guy comes over. I feed him dinner that I made for myself. I'm sick. And he decides to tell me that we're not going to, you know, do things anymore. We're not going to see each other anymore. And I'm like devastated. And at this point I had planned for spring break. I'd been invited by um, Jessica Briggs to come stay with her, our mutual friend and podcast guest to come stay with her. Shout out to Jessica Briggs. Shout out Jess. Yeah. So I go stay with Jess the next week. I'm like a wreck in Mount Shasta. And I arrive there and I'm just like, ugh, like what is going on? Like, why am I here? She's on her, like literally her fourth date with her current partner that she just bought a house with. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I can't get away from partnership. And then she says, oh, I actually have a friend rolling through town tonight. And I'm like, lo and behold, this friend is a PCT hiker. So oh another through hiker. I can't get away from these fucking through hikers. Jess hiked the PCT. We are across the street from one of the trailheads on the PCT. Mm. I'm like, mm. we're in a PCT trail town. I am. I can't get away from them. So by the <laughs> end of this week that I'm in Mount Shasta, I end up staying for eight days. I have not only committed to hiking a hundred miles by myself on from this section of the PCT where Jess lives with her to support me in June, I've also committed to hiking the entire Pacific Crest Trail after I graduate with Jess supporting me by taking care of my dog. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? (laughs) So then come to April, I like decide every, I have this kind of association with exes where anytime I see their car or like make and model, I am just like, like seething. I get so mad. And I also see exes while I'm driving. Like I see people, it's this thing with cars, like me and cars. Mm. I feel like I'm hanging out with, you know, I do a lot of talking to my guides when I'm driving. So I'm driving along and I see a make and model of an ex-boyfriend and I'm like, I need to stop. I need to forgive this person. I need to do a forgiveness ceremony. So Jess, I I text her and I say, I think I want support with doing like a forgiveness ceremony. Can you help me with this? And she's like, absolutely. So I go on the day of, I go to the beach. We do this whole forgiveness ceremony. Literally, we only focus on forgiveness for 20 minutes. I write my name in the sand. She's like, describe who Megan Sprague was. Now you have a new name. Your name is Blissful One. Everything's different. 20 minutes in, I think I'm going to be like crying. I think I'm going to be, you know, making a public like mess of myself. 
And instead she says, okay, so Megan, like this doesn't usually happen. I wouldn't tell people this unless I was really sure. And I was like, what? And she goes, uh, your partner's really close, like energetically close. And mind you, I had just gone on a date like the day before with a guy who told me that his coworkers describe him as a little literal sociopath. <laughs> and I promptly deleted all of my apps. I was like, nope, it's, I'm not doing this. And so then like a couple of days later, the day, also the day of this um, forgiveness ceremony, my ex-boyfriend texts me and invites me to come to dinner at this five-star resort that he's like a restaurant manager at and have dinner for free. Was it the same? Was it the same one that you were doing the forgiveness ceremony for? Yes. It was the same one that I saw the car and I was like, I need to stop freaking out over Mazda CX-5s. This is not fun. (laughs) So this was like, then Jess goes on to describe like his age. He's at most 41 years old. He is, you're going to meet him on a dating app. And I was like, sorry, I just deleted my dating apps. And she's like, your guys say that you needed to do that. And I'm like, Ugh, okay, fine. She tells me he lives at most 20 minutes driving distance away. He's a climber. He is a plant person. He's considering a return to school to get his master's and study plants. And like, I end up going out with, ugh, it was so many, like, what else do you want to know? I end up going on the date. How so you you re-download the apps? I re-download the apps and within yeah, so I get home and like the perfectly anxiously attached um little baby Megan inside of me, within I download the Bumble immediately. She tells me it's gonna be of on course. Bumble. I download Bumble immediately, and within three hours I am chatting with Jens, who's 41. He's six foot two, which I decided from the fuck boy, the van builder guy who was totally unavailable, I had decided that that was my perfect height. <laughs> that was the lesson that you needed to learn from him the perfect perfect for me so (laughs) he ends up like we're having this fun conversation it's flowing it feels really good he asks me out it's gonna be our date is gonna be two weeks away and I'm like what the fuck how am I gonna handle this (laughs) so then two weeks go by I go on this climbing trip I do all like I do I meet these amazing friends that are just like oh my god so incredible it was so nourishing for me like everything I needed and also I had signed up for this this clinic this like trad climbing clinic that I took when that same night that I was hopped up on the Moderna vaccine and the van guy broke up with me Mm. and so that he like that experience delivered me to okay I'm gonna learn to do this without you know, this guy that I thought was going to teach me to do this hard thing. So then I go on this, this, I go out to dinner with my ex-boyfriend on the Wednesday, two weeks out. And I like wine and dine. And I'm kind of, I'm like, we end up having like this weird healing experience where he cries, I cry. And I was like, wow, this is bizarre. And then the next night I'm at dinner with my current partner with Jens and he's 20 minutes late and I'm just like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? I show up with like a cold sore on my face. I'm just, I don't <laughs> care. I'm slightly hungover. And I'm like, ugh, who is this person? He's 20 minutes late. And lo and behold, throughout the date, I discover that he lives a two minute walk from Van Guy's parents' house, which is where I've been going weekly to work on my mm. van. He lives mm. like if I wanted to throw a baseball from Van Guy's parents' house through the backyard, it would hit Jens's house. It would hit my partner's so crazy. House. So your energy was like already hanging there. Yeah. 
I had been driving by his house weekly to go to the hardware store with the van guy. And mm. I mean, I was like, oh, I could get used to this commute because here I am thinking that the guy's going to break up with his girlfriend and choose me, which he right. ended up right, right, doing right. after I went on a date with my current partner. He like, I go on two dates with my current partner and then I get a text from this guy who's like, hey, I broke up with my girlfriend. Like, I want to be with you. <laughs> <laughs> Like you need to be single for just like ah. No, (laughs) it was hard though. So yeah, like other coincidences were I last fall I went on a climbing trip for my birthday with another test of a guy, another very avoidant, very unavailable guy, and I saw a local yoga teacher from around here while I was there, and I'm four hours away in Tahoe, and I'm like who is, what is this Sonoma County rando yoga teacher that I know doing here? And so six months later, I discover that this teacher was my current boyfriend's like yoga mentor. This is the guy that he's like, like he did a yoga teacher training with him. He, it's like a great friend of his. And this same person also was coming up with the van guy. The van guy had like, he had asked van guy to build out his van too. No way. He starts coming up a bunch and I'm like, what the, why is this like, I don't know. No, no, no. Who is this person? Why? And I mean, other coincidences, I end up going on this hundred mile hike, literally the same, almost the same dates I have what I was gone for like, I left a week to do it. And so at the same time, my current boyfriend had scheduled before we met a 10 day silent Vipassana retreat, literally at the same time. So crazy. It was just, I mean, all of these things were like, you can't make this shit up. You can't make it up. So tell us about, I want to hear about your bird and what the bird symbolizes to you. And then the connection to Jens with the bird. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I have, I won't say spirit animal, that is not my cultural, like that's, I don't want to appropriate anyone's culture, but I have had a bird or relationship that I've developed with great blue herons and the white egrets. And those are birds that show up for me usually when I'm walking and I'm doubting something um, or when I'm driving to work and I'm like, oh, I don't want to go or am I really doing the right thing? Or when I'm driving out of town, like this bird shows up for me. It is every almost every time that I'm having some type of doubt, it's usually when I'm doubting whether I'm in the right place at the right time. The bird is like, bam. And I see this bird all the time. I think when I went up to Shasta, for that spring break time, I probably saw like 20 of my bird. Wow. And I told people, like I told Jess and she's like, yeah, I've driven that way on the five a ton of times. I never see that bird. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, my mom sees the bird and texts me and it's like, I need, Mm -hmm. I needed that when she texts me. So Mm -hmm. I get to Jens's house for the first time and this is our second date. He's making me brunch. (laughs) There are statues of my bird in his (laughs) backyard. (laughs) (laughs) and and those are like he had just bought this house six months prior so those birds had been there like it was just oh my god they had been there all along they'd been there for 45 years like from the previous owners they'd been waiting for us to and there was a pair of them I also started there were a couple times when I saw pairs of birds which was very like didn't usually happen now I see groups of them 
Yeah. So that was like, crazy. what does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. Babies. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Babies. No, I don't think that's what it means. I mean, <laughs> oneness connection. Mm, love that. Love that. I mean, I'm trying to think of other coincidences in that, like synchronicities. That's really what it is. Synchronicities. Yes. I think that's a great word for it. Yeah. Oneness connection. And he also had this really deep, like I told him a couple hours into our date, I told him about, I was like, so actually our meeting was prophesized by my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What did he say? (laughs) And he said like, he said, oh, that's really interesting. I've actually been wondering, like you've been on my mind a lot since before we met. And he says that he's the type of person who, if something's not important, it doesn't have space in his brain. He just, he can't even think about it. And he said that I was on his mind a lot before we met. And he said, oh, you must be important. So that was like a little, that felt nice. Yeah. Cause you were literally behind his backyard building out a van. He's like, I know you're here. I can feel you. I know. Oh, I love hearing this story. Cause to me, it like, it brings together like source consciousness and that like divine connection that we all have of like, we can be on the path. We were talking about this last night. It's like you can be on the path and like you had to date Neil or you had to like sleep with Neil in order to realize certain things. Like that's your ideal height. And like yeah. you had to sleep with Neil in order to like have your energy be so fucking close to Jens's house to the point where you were on his mind. Like, and you guys were there on the weekend, right? Like this wasn't the weekday. Like this wasn't like residual energy or a left behind. This was like your spirit was there at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's just like there's so many forces outside of what we even know that are at work. And it's so cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I also want to emphasize like it's not that, you know, I just thought positively and this fell into my lap. Like mm. I did a shit ton of <laughs> of work. I was incredibly humbled. Like I tripped so many times. I I sobbed myself through nights. Like there was a lot of work that needed to be done. I don't mean work in the sense of like the capitalist sense, but like a lot of cultivating and really connecting with honest self-awareness and Mm. meeting it with like, okay, this is like radical acceptance that needed to happen. And there was something that Rachel said to me that I remember just not being ready to hear. And then eventually I found myself ready that um, people who experience, especially anxious attachment, are not typically emotionally available to themselves. And that's Mm. one reason why they're more willing to accept people who are not emotionally available to them. Mm, That's like the unconscious standard. That's like what the the brain says. Yeah, this is cool. We get this. This is familiar. We can, we can Mm -hmm. hang and confirm this unconscious belief. So I needed to take that massive tripping up the whole time of being with someone who and and learn how to be emotionally available to myself and also learn how to say, hey, I'm really enjoying this aspect of what we're doing, like the physical intimacy, but I'm not getting my emotional intimacy needs met. Like mm. I had to keep going out on this really uncomfortable limb. So yeah, I just want to like be clear about that. And I, I'd like to think of the synchronicities as the universe, like saying, keep going. You got this. Mm, like we believe yes. in you. We've always believed in you. Like this is for you. I I usually mm. think of them as like winks. Oh, I love that. And what do you think? How do you define the universe? I mean, universe is like all that is. Is oneness is is all. That's how I think of it. Like it's 
everything that exists in time and space and then anything that we can't really define. But yeah, it shows up to me, those universal winks, like those little synchronicities show up as in the way that we have communicated that we understand. So those are things. There's also like, I highly recommend if anyone, I don't think anyone that listens to this podcast is doubtful of like a higher power consciousness. Like, existing. We don't know. It's possible. Know. We can have some outliers. We're, we're talking to you outlier yeah. right now. <laughs> but there is like literal scientific research. I think it's Laszlo, the science of the Akashic field something like that mm. there's a book i've tried it's it's a lot of quantum but um but mm. literal quantum like he's like a physicist i think so mm. yeah laszlo l-a-s-z-l-o but check that out oh i love that yeah i love that i love synchronicities i love this story to me this is like oh my god this is like the story of like <laughs> spirit guides are real um divine divine consciousness is real like and and then also the like the winks from the universe to me like anytime I hear Megan talk about her bird I'm like damn that like you have such a direct connection and it's so deep and it's so like you have so much trust and it's so awesome to hear about really inspiring thank you thank yeah. you yeah well this has been amazing thanks for sharing these stories I appreciate it yeah. thanks for asking it's so exciting to share. Yeah. And if anyone's interested in following you on the socials, how can they find you? Mm. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at Megan Sprague, M-E-G-A-N-S-P-R-A-G-U-E. So yeah, send me a request there. Slide to my DMs. Um, I'd love to, yeah, I do um, free like community animal card readings almost every Wednesday night um, at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Um, and I usually put out a call on my stories for questions or topics or themes that people want to go into. And they are amazing. So I highly recommend following her. Thank you, Megan. Sarah. (laughs) Thanks for the app. I love this story. I really wanted to share this story with you because the number of coincidences in this story are insane. And my favorite part about it is that her bird who as a friend, I've seen her use this bird to like ground her, calm her, help her know that she's on the right path. I love that he has statues of his, this bird in his backyard. It's like, hello, I can be this, this grounding, guiding path for you. It's so fucking cool. It is just so fucking cool. And He's an amazing person and I'm so excited for them um, to grow just in relationship with each other. It's really freaking cool. So thank you, Megan, for sharing with us. Such a great story. All right. This next story is from Caitlin Kelly, who is the host of the What the Fuck's Up pod, spelled WTF Sup pod. And she shares how she manifested her recent career in podcasting, which, you know, I can very much relate to. (laughs) All right. Caitlin says, I manifested the podcast career. I felt lost acting. It was my first love, but I felt I had no control over my outcome or moving forward in life. And it made me feel stuck. Ironically, being stuck is what got me unstuck. The theme of my podcast is being in your 20s, feeling scared and confused and figuring out what the fuck you're doing with your life. (laughs) I feel like once I could envision where the podcast would go, who I would have on, how I would feel. Over time, it just played out the way it always had in my head. 
Manifesting is so wonderful once you believe in yourself and the manifestation. Oh my God, Kaylin, thank you for saying that. I love this um, because it it almost like feels like you're manifesting feelings, like what I was talking about in the beginning of the episode. So thank you so much for sharing. I'm so excited for this next story. It's from Alexandra Shelley. And the first one, um, I'm going to paraphrase her story and then she's going to share her second manifestation story. So recently, Alexandra manifested a studio apartment in Santa Monica while also manifesting a full-time job working for the HR team at the LA Times. While she was doing all of that, her living situation at the time was deteriorating with her roommate. So both manifestations came like literally right in the nick of time. And the good news is that the LA Times actually matched the pay that she was looking for. So I always love those stories because (laughs) it shows us, shows us that what we need can come to us in the timing that we actually need. I think that's real. Um, And then here she shares with us a second story about manifesting money. Hey, Sarah, it's me, Alexandra, from the Podcast Pro class, and I am just sending you a voice note for my manifestations. So I'll share one actually literally happened this morning. Uh, The other day, I looked at my bank account and I had zero dollars because I had to pay some pretty big expenses for a wedding coming up next year and some stuff for my dog-eared book club website and just investing and then also like a concert and it was just like a whole thing and I had zero dollars I was like that sucks but I weirdly didn't feel worried I was like I'm okay and then this morning I get an email from the real real I sent a bunch of stuff to them and sold a shitload of clothes and accessories and I have almost $900 dropping in my bank account in the next couple days. So I manifested money and, you know, just asking for, you know, a way to nurture my bank account, nurture money and create a better relationship with money because I don't want to look at my bank account, but just a zero ever again. So anyways, those are my manifestation stories. And I would say the biggest lesson I've learned is do the footwork, Um, put it out in the universe, you know, of course, pray, meditate and connect with it in your being and in your soul and with spirit in the universe, but do the footwork, do exactly what it takes and what the universe, God and spirit asks of you to make it happen and get it done. Because that is where the work is done when you live out in the world and do the work and beautiful things will happen. So anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this and feel inspired by these manifestation stories. Thank you, Alexandra. Yes, we do. We find that so inspirational. I just love this, this story because it's like you subconsciously probably started selling all that stuff on the real world in order to have this money for this moment that you needed. It's like you yourself were saving yourself from yourself, right? (laughs) You knew that you're going to need money in the future and you needed it right in that moment. And it came. So I just absolutely love that. All right. This next story comes from Nicole Gwenna, who is the host of the Detox Diary podcast. I'm obsessed with the story. It's really fun. So she shares with us how she manifested her engagement ring. My story is pretty crazy. I had always said I wanted a two carat engagement ring and no way could my fiance afford that. 
or a ring at all for that matter. <laughs> but we were talking about getting married regardless so I could quit my job to pursue my side hustle. But that was kind of a pipe dream because my business is making very little money. So I decided that I wanted to make $150,000 a year in my business and was trying to manifest that so I could quit my job as well. Sadly, my grandma passed away in January. There was a diamond that I remember she always wore and asked my mom if I could have it. It was a 2.1 carat. Again, the number two is coming up. Such a sacred number. She had a house and my parents decided to sell it to my brother for a very low price and split the difference with me. The amount was exactly $150,000. I have chills. I felt very torn as I hate that it's tied to my grandma passing, but it's all in divine timing and the alignment of the specific thing was so crazy. Nicole, I'm so sorry for your loss. Also, I'm just blown away by this exact specific number. I love that so much. And I hope that this is giving you the exact wind in your sails that you need to keep going, pursue your dreams and have all the success that is coming your way. And I'm just blown away by this number two that um, keeps popping up here. It's super fun. All right. Our last story today, um, which I'm obsessed with, is from Sam and Michaela Pike. They are the hosts of our Manifestation Journey podcast. This podcast is amazing. I'm obsessed. They are so vulnerable. They're so funny. They share their entire process of manifesting a lot of different things. And in this story today, they share how they manifested a home together, which is so cool. Wasn't their plan to do it together, but it ended up being um, something that they did do together. So here we go. Hi, my name's Mickey. My name's Sam. And we are from our Manifestation Journey podcast, and we have a fun manifestation story for you. The story is actually, it's actually really important to our manifestation journey. Um, It's kind of what kicked the whole thing off. Not in terms of our being conscious of like and aware of our manifestation abilities, but in what brought us together. Mm -hmm. We should declare, we should just also just say that we are sisters. Yeah, we're sisters and uh, we've worked together most of our lives and our boyfriends at the time of this story Mm -hmm. were good friends and like we just got along really well. Um, when the story takes place, we had just gone back from taking a six-week tour through six countries in Africa um, and really, really got to spend some very intimate quality time uh, together, just the four of us. And then when we got home, this is Mickey speaking, my husband and I decided we wanted to buy a house. And so we were um, house shopping and looking at different different houses, different locations, And, you know, I think we'd seen probably six before we pulled into the driveway and the real estate agent goes, shit. And we go, (laughs) what? And she goes, I fucked up, guys. I'm really sorry. I hope we're allowed to swear on this podcast. She said, uh, you know, I know your price range is in the 200,000s. This was how many years ago? How many years ago is this? Almost 10 years. Okay, this is almost 10 years ago. Let's just keep that for reference in the housing market. So she said, um, I know that you're, you know, you're only approved for a mortgage in the $200,000 range. And this is over 300,000. She's like, I'm really sorry. I messed up. She's like, we're here. Like, are you guys curious? Do you want to go in and look? And we were like, yeah, all right. So we walk around and I'm like, oh my God, like this, I need to live here. I need to live here. Like, and I was there with my friend and. Um, she came with my husband and I just to have a look and she was looking at our real estate agent. She's like, she's going to live here. I'm not sure how she's going to make it happen, but she's going to live here. 
And I was just obsessed. I'm like, this, I just, like, the backyard was big and beautiful. It was an old wartime home, but it was just, like, really good quality. And, like, I love the neighborhood. And I was just obsessed. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know how I'm going to live here. But I'm, like, $100,000 over what I could get. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm going to live here. And the road was called, like, Sunny Acres. Like, stop. It was perfect. <laughs> so I let it go because I was like, you know, that's a nice house, but, like, I can't I can't make it happen. And then a couple weeks later, mm-hmm. Sam and her partner Nick came to us and said that we want to buy a house with you. We want to buy a house with you. And, of course, like, when the conversation first comes up, it's like, what? Like, this doesn't make sense. Like... You know, and no I one never does heard, this. I never heard your story of, oh, I found this house. Right. You'd never told me that at all. And here's the thing about this house. In order to live with your sister and her boyfriend, like... It has to be the right layout. There needs to be, you know, space. Like, you know, we wanted two living spaces. We also wanted a separate unit so that we could rent that part out and, you know, that person could pay the mortgage or most of it and then we could split the rest. You know, a big backyard. We had dogs. Like, there were so many check marks. And Sam, I'd never spoken about this house to Sam. And she's like, I want to buy a house with you. And I was like, I know the house. I know the house. And like, <laughs> I was so excited. Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, the universe came to me and was like, we have a solution for you. It's like, you know, you're going to be shocked. And like, yeah. I was shocked. And what was funny too about it for me was, I was like, okay, like, you know the house, then we'll just get it. Like, I didn't even go shopping. I think I looked at <laughs> we looked at two, one other house. I one other at, house? I only looked at one other house with our dad because he he sells houses he sells houses so yeah. i looked at one like a model home and i was like no like we need more than this yeah and the house that you loved was like perfect so i was like okay i'm in yeah it was just <laughs> super very easy. little shopping super super easy and that is what has it's so funny too like when we <clears> decided <throat> we were going to move in together like people were telling us not to like even down to the day when we're in the lawyer's office signing the paperwork mm-hmm. to buy it and the lawyers were like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, because you're sisters and, like, it might not work out. And, like, you know, after a year of living together, we were like, we never want this to end. Yeah, like, we're incredible. so, so happy. We still are to this day. We've been living together now for 10 years. We actually have moved into a new house together, all of us, all yes. together. yeah. So it was the beginning of our manifestation journey. It was many, many years after that we started a podcast called Our Manifestation Journey. But um, we, yeah, it's, we discovered this really unique way of living. Mowgli. Sorry, our cat's, our cat's being noisy. I'm sorry. Interrupting us. But we just discovered this new way of living that we actually never come across before. No. And it, it happened so quickly, so fast, so easy. Yeah. And here we are now. And has remained to be so. Like, it's just, we can't imagine living any other way. And you just never know what the universe has planned for you. No, and how fast and easy it can be. That's the thing with manifestation. Yeah. yeah. That's so magical. It, is it, it can just happen literally, like, overnight. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, exactly. So that's our little manifestation story. That's what got the whole ball rolling with us. And thank you for asking us to be a part of your podcast. Like, we, we love this idea, and we're excited to listen to this episode with all of your other coincidences. So hmm. thank you for, for considering us. And um, as always, we wish you a life of joy and abundance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. I just love this story from these 
two, you heard it, you heard it again, two sisters. I absolutely love the divine coincidence that out of the blue, her sister decided that she wanted to buy a house with her sister that had already found a house. I mean, talk about just freaking magical synergy. Synergy, just like Megan said, is absolutely synergy. I love this so much. I also just want to highlight that they're living out of quote unquote normal vision or view of a family home. And I think that is so rad. It's really cool how they talk about it. I've heard them talk about it a lot on their podcast. And it's so inspiring to me to just think outside of the box on how we all can live in our homes, in our community, with our family. There's so many different ways. And they're showing us a new way, which is two families living in the same home doing it together. Like, it's so cool. I absolutely am blown away by the story. I love it so much. I'm just wondering, like, what does my sister want to manifest with me so that we can have two incomes, <laughs> quadruple our incomes at the same time? <laughs> oh, I can't wait. So those are the manifestation stories. I just want to give a huge shout out to all the listeners, all the Lit AF community that submitted their story. I really appreciate it. I hope that they inspired you. And I hope that this gets your wheels turning on your own magical, coincidental manifestation story. Again, these are the ones that inspire me so much and they just keep me going. Um, and I really hope that they keep you going and give you inspiration. Sometimes we need vision holders along our way. And I'm really hoping this episode can serve as a vision holder for you. And if you want to manifest, come join me. Um, join my manifestation workshop. It's going to be on January 3rd. It's, we're going to be writing our goals for 2022 together. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be a magical group of humans. Some of them you've heard from today. I'm going to give you some amazing tools to literally manifest everything on your list. So join me. It's going to be super, super fun. And I just want to say happy manifesting. You deserve everything that's coming your way. Everything that you want will come to you. And you are just so powerful. You're such an amazing human being. Everything that you want comes from an important need. I often feel like in this work, we we guilt and shame ourselves for wanting certain things, whether that's a desire or a physical thing or status or something like that. And I think that um, pulling away that guilt and shame or, or recognizing it, say hi to it, but then also being like, yo, 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 let's take a little seat here because there's an important place that this desire is coming from. So fun. Thanks for being here. I just love you all. Um, this is the last episode of 2021. I wanted to go out with a bang. And I just hope you have a wonderful holiday season. I hope to see you on January 3rd. If you're interested in signing up for that workshop, you can visit sarahcohan.com forward slash workshops. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com forward slash workshops. And I will see you back in February of 2022. I will be taking a little bit of a holiday break and I'm very much looking forward to getting back at it in February. Happy new year. Happy holidays. Happy all the things. Bye. That's it for today's show. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed. 
If you have a moment and you're in the Apple Podcast app, please rate and review the show. I could really use all the ratings I can get. And please share this episode with a friend that may benefit from it. Of course, hit subscribe to keep up with new weekly episodes. And if you're interested in supporting the show and being part of the Lit AF community, join our Patreon by visiting sarahcohan.com forward slash tip jar. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com forward slash tip jar. Thank you again for listening. Please stay lit, lit AF, and I hope to see you back here next week. 